Okay, welcome back to the Atlantic Construction Podcast. Uh, we have a Procore sponsored episode with a special guest uh, today. Uh, so excited to introduce uh, Corey Hirsch. Uh, many of you will know Corey from his uh, NHL days. So Corey's a public speaker, NHL broadcaster, Olympic silver medalist, NHL goaltender, and NHL coach advocate for mental health and wellness. Uh, Corey's been doing many speaking engagements on behalf of the independent contractors and business association uh, throughout British Columbia, which is where he's tuning in from uh, in Vancouver. And uh, so we'll be drawing uh, the thread uh, today on the topic of mental health. And uh, uh, Corey's uh, got, a, got a story to tell uh, on that front. Um, so yeah, mental health and construction, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things we, we have a culture where I think it's probably not talked about enough, and uh, so that's uh, the main purpose of today. Uh, so, Corey, thank you so much. Uh, it's an honor to uh, to get the chance to speak with you today. We're excited. Thank you for having having me on. And it's uh, um, you know when I started speaking a few years back, I didn't really know what kind of niche I would, I would fall into. And um, working with ICBA, I've, I've, I've spoken. God, I mean, we've spoken probably to fifteen thousand construction workers in BC, Alberta. Uh, made one trip to the Maritimes. Uh, was in Halifax. Talked to you know uh, Merritt, and um, it's been it's been incredible. And I guess the reason it, it it's been so good is it's, it's construction. It's almost like a locker room, right? Like it, it's, it's it's guys. It's guys hanging out together. It's you know it's it's there's the masculinity part of it. But I mean, there are obviously there's females in construction. We don't want to forget about because they you know they they can struggle and feel, you know, that they have to be tougher than they need to be as well. But it's very similar in the sense that, like I said, it's like a locker room, right? It's, 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 you know, talking to your buddies and your boys and you're hanging out and you're, um, except for with construction, you're also doing a pretty dangerous job. Right. I mean, so it's where it's fallen into is, is um, we've just talked to a lot of people and just to not be afraid to get the help that you need. It's, you know, your buddies are more apt to be proud of you if you get the help than to make fun of you, right? But we have this, as guys, we have this thing where we're like, I don't want my buddies to make fun of me or I don't, you know, what are my buddies going to think? Care, Your buddies are going to be proud of you and, and happy that you helped yourself. And if if they're not, well, then they're not your people. So, you know, that's that's kind of the the message that we've we've tried to come across. It's been really good. Yeah, for sure. It's funny that you kind of, you know, as you started your public speaking uh you know, after your career, uh, that's kind of the, the arena that you ended up in. There's a lot of similarities in the culture between in construction and, and the NHL. You know, it's fast paced and, and uh, you know, demanding, uh, demanding work. Uh, it's kind of a tough guy mentality and you have to be tough, you know, to, to succeed. Uh, it's competitive, you know, all the same, uh, a lot of the same uh, elements. Uh, so it's, uh, it's definitely... Um, a lot of similarities, like like you said, and, and if I'm not mistaken, like your dad was a plumber too. So there's kind of a few different ways in which this kind of fits, or this kind of, you know, it's kind of destined to be uh, where you're, what you're doing at this point. I grew up in construction, oil and gas, Calgary. I mean, I, that's all my buddies' dads were oil. And my dad was a plumber. I worked with him for two months. He made me just cut his pipe for two months. That's all he let me do. It was the worst job I've ever had. I, th I think he probably did that on purpose so that I would go into hockey and I'd, I'd appreciate it. More. <laughs> yeah. Made me do all Scare. the grunt work. Yeah. Yeah. Shock you. Uh, but no, you know, yeah, it's, um, it, you said something too that's interesting. Yeah. And yeah, you do have to be tough. It's a tough, you know, in these, in, you do have to be, be tough. 
but you know, but who are you away from the job, right? That's going to allow you to do your job. It's it's funny. We haven't been able to separate, you know, personal and and you know professional life. We try to, but but people are like, well, if I get help in my personal life, you know, what are people going to think of me at work and blah blah blah? Who cares? You're going to be a better person to work with. They're going to be happy, right? Like, and and your your jobs are dangerous. So this is another thing we talk about too. Is is that you know as somebody on the job, whether you're a foreman or whether you're just somebody, another employee working with another guy, that guy's got to be on top of his stuff too, or jobs can get dangerous, right? I mean, like construction, like oil and gas, like, so that's why we have to be there for each other, right? And, and you know, if I'm going to make fun or shame someone into not getting help, that doesn't help me at work. That makes my job more dangerous. If this guy's, you know, having some depression struggles or struggles at home, it actually is going to affect me at work, right? If I have to work with this person. So, you know, even from that standpoint, you know, to get help makes sense. Or And, and even from a human standpoint, like it, it just, you know, life is so much better that the help is available. Like like suffering in silence now is just, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Why? You don't have to, you know? And I did for three, four years when I was playing hockey, I, I didn't tell anybody anything. I, I, I struggled at my play struggled and it affected my relationships with my teammates. Right. So we're not in that stage anymore. Like you can get help. And if, if someone, you know, if you don't feel comfortable around someone because you went and got help, like I said, well, then they ain't your people because, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting help and being better for everybody around you. And, and like you had said, yeah, I, I grew up in construction. I grew up in oil and gas, um, you know, uh, and it, it is a lot like a locker room. It, it, it really is. It's, and and um, we have the opportunity to help somebody, you know, uh, and if that's your buddy or your best friend, damn straight, let's help them. Let's, let's mm-hmm. help them a better lot. Yeah. I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure you know of this stat too, or the suicide rate among, among construction workers is five times higher in, than the Canadian national average. Right. I mean, that, that's, I think that's still, somewhat accurate today whether that was from five years ago ten years ago or whatever um yeah it's sad right um affects so many people um i think about too like like we were talking about you have to be tough and uh you know to succeed and that's that's there but at the same time like just to be able to uh have both sides right like this vulnerability i think you know like you said too like our industry yes there's plenty of females uh, and we're better for it uh, but still a male dominated industry right there's 70 to 90 percent uh, males and and um you know it's it's a it's a dignity thing i i think you know it's uh if there's an internal voice that everyone has like um you know i've got a man up and yeah that's true sometimes a lot of times it is true but then like you know there's other things where like I think you used the analogy in in some of your uh, past interviews, where like you know if you have a broken leg, it has to heal, right? If you have something that's wrong uh, mentally, like it's you can't just keep saying "man up," you know, get you'll pu- push through it, push through it, and eventually, like, uh, and and, and this will tie into to your story. Can you can you kind of share, uh, you know, the the not the short version, but uh, just a bit of your story, you know, and, and, and what you've dealt with with mental health and OCD and, and your NHL career and just the pressures and, and having to struggle with that without even knowing and not being diagnosed and then having being able to make sense of, you know, some of the struggles you would have had in silence and, and uh, that sort of thing. Because most of our listeners 
would be based in Atlantic Canada, some central, and even even you know we have people tuning in in the Western Canada. I mean, um, you know, a lot of people in the industry and uh, a lot of our audience is is male dominated. So this is a great chance uh, over the airwaves just to uh, for people to, you know, there'll be people on construction sites listening to you right now, right when this does drop. Um, so yeah, please, um, the floor floor is yours. I mean, I'll make it as short as uh, as, as quickly as I can. I mean. I had an Olympic silver medal. I just drank out of the Stanley Cup with the New York Rangers, um, and I was suicidal. I mean, you know, uh, I struggle with obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, I didn't know what was going on at the time. I mean, this is a long time ago now. I mean, this is, you know, this is back in the early 90s. But I always just felt like I couldn't tell anybody or talk to anybody. And I was, you know, if I did, I was going to be labeled as crazy or buried in them, you know, never ever get a chance to play in the NHL. Um, so I didn't tell anybody and, you know, it took its toll. Eventually I lost 30 pounds. I couldn't eat, you know, and it took me down. It, it took away uh, a very promising NHL career for me. And I, and I still ended up playing a hundred games uh, over a hundred in the national hockey league, but it could have been a lot more had I been able to get the help and felt comfortable enough to get the help you know, been educated when I was younger, hey, this is something that happens, go see a doctor, blah, blah, blah. But instead, you know, we have the stigma, we have the stigma of our bodies. And, um, you know, heaven forbid, something mentally happens to you, you're labeled as weak, or there's something wrong with you. You know, how how can I, you know, how can I go and, and uh, you know, uh, break my leg or something, and, and there's that scene is okay, but something in my brain breaks, which I have zero control over, which I never asked for. And all of a sudden it's completely different. Right. You know? Um, so it, long story short is I suffered for three or four years in silence until basically I was to the point where it was either go get help or take my own life. Right. Because I couldn't live the way I was living anymore, basically hiding and, and not eating and not training and basically just um, really struggling and suffering from panic attacks. So finally, when I did get help, I reached out to get help. I got trainer, but it was three, four years down the road. Right. Whereas if I could have gotten help right away, uh, went to the doctor, known what it was, got help right away. I'd have a lot longer NHL career and a lot better you know, chance at a longer NHL career. Instead, uh, you know, after three, four years, I struggled, lots of destruction behind me in relationships, uh, you know, just trying to hide having a mental health issue. Uh, and that's a full-time job in itself. And it ended up, yeah, I ended up bouncing around the minors the rest of my career, right? This the early nineties, but it doesn't have to be like that anymore. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like this. And I, and I say this, you know, it, I, I did actually make an attempt at my own life at one point. Um, and I say this, I say, you know, to anybody out there listening, if I was successful at that, do you think my hockey buddies would have said, yeah, what a man, he sucked it up. He went out like a man. He didn't tell anybody, he didn't talk to anybody. No, they'd be like, why didn't he tell me? We could have gotten him help. Why didn't we go get him help, right? But we're always so afraid that our what our buddies are going to think or what someone else is going to think, you know? Um, it, all that matters is that, you're healthy and that you're you can be a good friend and a good parent and a good uh, uh you know spouse or whatever but when you have mental health issues it's it's hard to be any of those um and if you get the help it gets better i am living proof of that right i mean i was suicidal at one point i almost took my own life today i live a great life i'm speaking i've coached in the nhl i've broadcast in the nhl i've played in the nhl i've written a book 
like go get the help it, life gets a lot better i promise you it's work but it gets a lot better thanks thanks so much uh i know this is, is something you do all the time but uh for your vulnerability and uh you know just uh being so open with your story you know there's people out there right now that are struggling and uh that's gonna it helps them it gives them the courage you know to uh, to see somebody who's successful who's who's kind of a man's man so to speak and and this is something that people deal with you know and do you do you think now having gone through that i mean you're at hl career right so you were you were with uh the Kamloops blazers and won memorial cup in 92 and then off the nhl with the rangers uh, still your favorite team so stanley cup there so this is in the mid mid 90s that you're kind of struggling um with you know with this with this battle would you say and now with all the advocate work uh, that you do and like how much progress have we made as far as eliminating the stigma? I mean, you do, you do, you know, ballots talk, uh, mental health associations all over. Uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of people advocating for it now. Like someone in your shoes now, 30 years later, um, their chances of coming forward, getting the help they need sooner is better certainly we're ho- i'm hoping that i'm assuming but you know how, how much progress do you feel has been made and 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 obviously like anything it's a transition but uh are you are you happy sort of with uh what you see um happening in professional sports and then and maybe construction i'm happy with what i see from society as far as people we're making it acceptable people are asking to get the help uh more apt to anyways it's better that way uh still though we still have you know a lot of people don't know where to go and all that where i'm not happy is is i i feel as though as a society government wise we haven't really done much to you know what's the answer right like we have hastings in here in vancouver that's uh homeless and and um you know a lot of uh addiction issues and and it's it's heartbreaking right um and we still don't have an answer for things like that. And we still don't have enough resources. And so I'm encouraging people out there to go into school, go into psychology, uh, psychiatry. We need more doctors. We need more counselors. We need more people. Uh, we need more help, you know, for people to be able to pay for it. You know, finances is, is, is an issue. But the good news, too, is, is those that you're usually typically uh, HR or if you're unionized or whatever, we there are programs now available and just get in touch with them. And if you're not comfortable getting in touch with your HR or talking about anybody, do you, well, the first place you go is your doctor, right? Your doctor's seen all of it, right? Your doctor's not going to uh, you know, look at you and, and with like you have three heads. If you go and say, you know, you're suffering from whatever they've, they've seen and heard it all way worse than what you can probably explain to them. So, you know, go, go to your doctor, go get the help. I think we're in a much better place now where, um, you know, people are, are asking for help, but they don't know where to go. Right. So that's the next step. We need to bridge that gap where, well, where do I go? You know, um, I need help. Where do I go? Well, you know, first place typically is your family doctor. They'll be able to refer you to psychologists, psychiatrists, or if you have a buddy, that's what's so important about sharing your own story, right? Is, is that say someone's struggling with something similar to what I'm struggling with, they know they can come to me and I can hopefully lead them in, a, in the right direction, right? That's why it's so important that we talk and we share our stories because when you share your story, it actually helps someone else open up, right? And there's no shame in, in having gone to a treatment facility or for, uh, for you know, uh, for alcohol or drugs or whatever, um, you know, and then 
by opening up and, and telling your own story, well, that that's that's how we're going to help people. That's how we're going to make change by making it okay, um, you know, to ask because it's ridiculous to think that it's not okay to ask. Like my brain is supposed to function perfectly. Are you kidding me? Scientists, we only understand like five to 10%. There's 9% of the brain. We don't even understand. It's so complex and complicated, but we expect everyone's brain to work perfectly. That makes zero sense to me, right? It, it doesn't. We all have struggles. We all have a story. Um, go get the help, man. You know, it's, uh, it lives a better life out there. I was reading uh, through the Independent Contracts Business Association, ICBA, and their website, um, and a few of their articles, uh, you know, top three drugs requested uh, by members, which would be, you know, specific to the construction industry, was depression, anxiety, and sleep disorder. That was what, you know, these medications were, were given for. And, uh, you know, I think about specifically like you know there is a lot of people that that are dealing with these and it could be different levels you know like uh, for for different people you know like um and everybody's unique right and everybody's going to get help in a unique way uh certain medications for example might work for some people and not others and, and so it's kind of a trial and error and but like like what what you're what you're saying and and what what's true i guess is um to start that journey is like just that, to having those conversations, right? Because first, first you have to admit like that. Yeah, there's, there's a problem here and, and I just need to talk about it to somebody. And then that's kind of like the first step, right. Of the journey of a thousand miles, right. To start to, and, um, yeah, I guess that's really what it comes down to is just this having those conversations, right. I mean, they're so powerful, I mean, look, what we're doing here is, is it's simple. It's just we're just a media company that wants to have meaningful conversations. Right? I couldn't think of a better guest uh, and have other people just be part of the conversation. So it's uh, there's a lot of power in, in in words, right? I mean, just just speaking about it, it may even be half the battle, right? And then the rest is, is going to be unique to everyone's journey and maybe, you know, counseling and maybe some things childhood stuff and and stuff you know that certain people have been through and there's, there's all kinds of different different things that are going to be so unique but um just opening the door with the, with the with the conversation and how, how can how can people in in the industry say if they're business owners or contractors or uh you know there's this tough guy mentality that you know in some ways you need to have and uh, there's good parts of that and it gets the job done and then, but how can some, some leaders maybe who aren't um, you know, comfortable maybe with, ha you know, ha it's hard to have hard conversations anyway. It's always going to be a battle, but, uh, what, what do you think like you could speak to on like leaders, even on the job site, whether they may be foremen or site supers or, or like, like you said, guys in the locker rooms, just other, other carpenters and plumbers, electricians that are on the site and, or business owners. Like, uh, you know, we've had CEOs on the show of, you know, big Atlantic Canadian based companies and, they're admitting like, hey, you know, I struggle with this too. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here uh, as far as the hierarchy is and, and the decision making and all that. Like, I'm, I'm here as a CEO and I'm, you know, you're on, you're on top. But hey, like, they struggle with the same thing that, that uh, you know, it's kind of there's an equal playing ground there that we're all on, right? It's, it's we're all connected that way. I'll, I'll put it this way, and I'm going to put it very bluntly about the tough guy mentality, right? And that's fine. There's a time and a place, right? Yeah. Like, it's like um, about it. You know, there was a there's a time and a place on the ice where 
you know, you had to, I had to be a little tougher, tough guy, you know, but, but, but who are you when you're, when you're off the ice, right? Who are you? You know, and I'm, I'll, I'll put it bluntly, the suicide rates of construction is five times the national average, five times, right? So do you want to be a tough guy and possibly have a suicide on your, on your, you know, where in, inside your company or whatever, because you wanted to have a tough guy mentality and that, you know, that person doesn't feel comfortable getting help or whatever, or do you want to help people and let's put a, a dent in these numbers, right? Because I've had a suicide in my life. Um, I had a girlfriend that took her own life and I'll tell you what, it's the worst thing that can ever happen to anybody. It, it dropped me to my knees, right? And I say this in my talks, if, if you've ever gotten that phone call, it is absolutely the most uh, horrific phone call you can ever get. And if someone out there is listening and you've got it, uh, you know what I'm talking about it. And, and I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry because it is awful. So let's drop the tough guy bullshit because three and four suicides are male right now. They're 75%, right? Um, and, you know, is something like that possible to happen in your life? I, I, I hope not. I hope it doesn't. But it does, and it happens way too often in the construction industry. So what do you want to be? Do you want to be a tough guy that, you know, encourages other people to, you know, or pushes people down that that to not talk about their stuff? Or do you want to possibly save a life? I mean, right, That that's up to you as, as, a, as a male, right? And there's a time and a place. So what I say to CEOs and companies and workers and foremen and all that, have an open door policy, you know, have an open door policy because... It affects everybody. And construction jobs are dangerous. So if you have one worker that's not on top of his shit, right, someone else can get hurt. So, you know, by pushing people down and, and not encouraging them and saying that you're not a man or whatever, and I hope people don't do this anymore, you're actually encouraging a safety issue, right? Like you're, 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 you're not doing your job in that sense, which is to make the workplace safe. So if you want to make the workplace safe, be open for someone able to talk to you, can come to you with their problems so that we can get them help and they can get back to work and be, you know, safe for everybody. And that's, uh, uh, that's how we're going to change this right now. Do you think some of it, I mean, it's kind of a direct blunt question, but do you think some of it, you know, say in your experience, the NHL and professional sports, maybe the same in, in construction, you think some of the mental health or a lot of the mental health issues comes from bullying in, 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 in some regard? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it all does or it, it, it's a tough, it's tough. It just, I'm not making a blunt statement that it does. There's a lot of mistreatment in the workplace. There's a lot of, mis, there's a lot of mistreatment in professional sports. I mean, you hear stories, you hear the horror stories all the time. People don't always speak up, right? People don't always speak up. It's authority. It's, uh, you know, hey, I got a career on the line here. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. Like sometimes it comes from, you know, mis mismanagement or poor leadership. You know, uh, you want to win a Stanley Cup. You know, want to better keep our mouth shut. Or uh, hey, we got to get this job done, and I, I got I got bills to pay. I got kids at home. I'm not going to say anything. Some of it's, you know, it's it's that's that's part of what we're talking about here. That's exactly it, and and but that's why you know here's the other thing too is is that if you know you make a, you have a good workplace and you have people want people are going to want to work for you they're going to want to work hard for you right if, if you've got somebody coming to work that's worried about bills and all that and putting uh, i understand that 
you know, but if they're stressed out to the point where they're making the job dangerous because you're not, mm-hmm. you know, you're bullying people or not getting them into help, well, that doesn't make it, you know, any better for anybody, right? An actual, you're creating an unsafe situation for everybody. Now, these are extreme things we're talking about, right? But this yeah. does happen in the industry. Like the reason the suicide rate is five times uh, the national average is, isn't a joke. I mean, it is, right? I mean, that's, those are big numbers. So, you know, if you're out there and, and you're, there's a difference between two, you know, we're going to, we're going to bust on our buddies. We're going to have fun. Yeah, with them. of course. Gonna, yeah. But, you yeah. know, let somebody know that you're joking, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, there's a thing, but there's a difference between being, you know, the, you know, you know, busting on somebody because it's one of your boys or whatever, and you're just having fun, but make sure it doesn't go too far. Yeah. And you know what? Pe- people aren't stupid. Either. I mean, you know, when someone's, you know, when a good buddy's grinding your gears and you, you're laughing and it's fun, you're yucking it up. You know, when somebody, when it, when it's not a joke, you know, people, people can sense that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it doesn't mean you're walking on eggshells, but just check in with your buddy. Say, you know, yeah, we, 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 we BS around and I say some stuff and we, you know, yeah. we, we can on each other, but you know, Hey, if you're not okay or things aren't, you know, let, let me know, you know, we'll, we'll get you some help or whatever, because we've all, we all have struggles, right? Like just, just be that good guy. Be that guy that, that can, that can bust on his buddies, but that can also be the guy that you're the first person that they're, they're yeah. going to come right like if yeah. you can still have fun with your bodies and and right like that's that's the thing is is like you know we're in a a, a politically correct society now and all that and it's great and but but it's like there's a point where you know is it yeah we're just <laughs> having fun with our boys right we're just having yeah. to be a buddy but also be that person that that person knows hey you're just joking around and if you if 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 there's something goes down or something's wrong, this person's got your back. You can come talk to me, right? Like, yeah. like I can still bust with my buddies and still have a good time, but they can also still come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I, I'm struggling. My 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 marriage is struggling. You know, yeah. all right. Well, let's go talk. Let's have a coffee, right? Let's yeah. let's 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 see what we can do. Just that's all you have to be. You know, you don't have to. Be yeah, you're right. I'm not qualified to treat anybody, but I can listen. I can be a good friend. I can refer. You know, somebody I can still have a good time with my bodies, right? Like, yeah. um, and and like I say, you know, we have to put in a dent in these numbers because it's, you know, like I said, it's 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 crazy, it's ridiculous. Three or four suicides are male. Yeah, man, that is a sad statistic, and uh, yeah, I, just, I keep think, you know, we keep talking about buddies and friends, and it's just it just makes me think like the quality of your life is so defined by. The quality of your friendships right and like it's it's it takes work to be a good friend but like i would want to be that kind of person like hey you know you you come talk to me if something's you know you that that's an honor to have to be able to listen to somebody's that they trust you enough like what an honor that is to and and you don't have to like have all the right words or you know like it's man it's gonna be a little bit awkward but who like who cares what an honor that they would come to you and trust you enough like to tell you that that's that's it and then sometimes too we have to get in other people's business like we always don't want to get in our buddy's business you know yeah like, yeah but when it comes to a point where you see something where you know maybe right. somebody's you know using to excess or drinking to excess or whatever it's time to have a conversation it doesn't have to be a mean conversation but it's time to check in with that person right like and and we're always worried about hey, i don't want to get in my buddy's business or whatever right like you know, and no, if it's bad enough, right, it's time to have a conversation. And it doesn't have to be a, 
you know, as men, we always think it's got to be like a, 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 you know, a hockey coach to a, a player or whatever, where it gets kind of a little bit heated. No, it's just checking in and just saying, Hey buddy, I, you know, I'm get, get, get in their business. Right. You know, if you have to, and, and just let them know that if they need you, they can talk to you. Right. It, say, say you notice that they're drinking a little too much or they're using a little too much or whatever. Hey, you want to talk about that? Right. That, and that's, that's where we're going to be able to help people. Yeah, no, that's such good advice, man. I think, you know, we, those of us who have been there, you know, or if it's drinking too much or, or, or there's drugs involved, there's mental health, you know, often those, those things are intertwined, right? I mean, that's why they're drinking because there's, and they don't maybe even know. And sometimes you don't see the behavior. You don't really notice the behavior when you're, when you're doing those things. So if someone's going to call you out on it, who cares enough about you to call you out on it, then it's like, oh, he's snapped too. And you kind of be like, yeah, he's right. I, I really needed someone to point that out. You know? Yeah, and and you can still you can still be a good friend. You can still bust on your body, right? But but yeah, yeah like, like you know, we stop looking the other way when somebody's like it's like the shame and the guilt, right? It's just like when I talk about Hastings here in Vancouver, not, you know, we we look by it and we go go by it, and it's not just another addict or another junkie or another alcoholic or whatever. Something traumatic has happened to these people. That's why they're on Hastings, right? They didn't they didn't grow up and go. Oh, you know, like, I think I want to be homeless and, and addicted to, to something, right? Like, they all wanted to be hockey players, doctors, lawyers, too. Something traumatic has happened in these people's lives. And we need to stop shaming them from getting help, right? Or what's happened to them. We need to encourage people to get help. And if you've got a buddy that's that's drinking or, or using something, probably is going on, right? Like, that's why it's important to have that conversation and just be somebody that's open. And they might not come to you right away or whatever, but... You know, you just got to stay in there. You just got to keep letting that person know that. And eventually they will come to you. Yeah, right? when they're ready. Yeah. yeah. When they're ready, right? It might not be on your time, but at least get in their business enough to let them know that, hey, look, I see what's going on here. You're not fooling anybody, but I care about you. And, uh, you know, I care enough. Let's get you some help if you need it. If you need it, I'm here. Right. So and that's that's those are the, the little things we can do as buddies. Right. That we can that we can do to to kind of encourage people to get help because there's nothing wrong with getting help. Right. Like my parents' generation were that generation where you sucked it up and you just, you yeah. know, and how were they as parents? Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> it didn't go well. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, I love Come my dad on. and I know my dad loves me and all that, but I mean, I, there's no real, you know, there's no real kind of relationship in, in the sense of communication. And, and yeah, I would love that with my dad. Like we all would. Right. Right. But that's what that generation learned. And now we're all kind of like trying to fix that. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, and, and again, I'm not talking about like mushy stuff or anything. There's a time and a place, but just having that relationship with a friend, let's like, fuck, I need some help, man. You know? All right. Well, let's go find you some help. Yeah. You know? Let's go get it better. And if it doesn't work the first time, that's all right. We'll find you help the second time, you know, and the third time, whatever it takes. Now, that's all you got to be. You don't, that's all it is. That's all it is. You don't. Yeah. As you say that, I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, and I, and I, Hey, listen, like, you know, you're, you're, you're spending so much of your time being vulnerable and uh, helping people with your courage. And like, you know, I've struggled myself. I mean, I'm just another guy, another dude who worked, you know, I worked in construction and, and, uh, have done, you know, different things. And, but, uh, yeah, I've had lots of lots of struggles with anxiety and depression, and so many people do. And uh, 
you know, I've, I've learned to, you know, I need help with so many things, man. Like, I mean, you know, the day, the day goes by though, I don't, but I think, I think once you learn to, to ask for help, it's, it's humbling. It kind of makes you a better person and you can understand, like, I was never meant to carry the weight of the world, <laughs> you know, like I, I need help with like all kinds of things this weekend and today. And like, just like, I need people in my life who can help me out with these things, you know, and, and that's okay. Like that's, that's what we're here. That's what we're here to do is like, you know, we're all here to help each other. And I think, I do think that's, that's one of the hardest things for, you know, and we keep coming back, you know, talking about talking about men and well we are men so i'm gonna talk about from the point of view of a man so i'm saying like one of the i think one of the hardest things for a man to do is that say help that's a hard thing to do it, it's not gonna be easy it just is hard you know because we do have uh, healthy pride and we have uh you know we, we need to feel like we're providers and that we can be successful at what we're doing and we can put our mind to something and and we can uh, protect, you know, people that we love and all those things. And when we can't do those things, it's really hard to admit, you know, we're not doing so well. And a lot of times it's not even our fault, you know. It's like it's not everything is your fault, you know. Like, so, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd rather, like, I'm to the point that I, like, I struggle too. Like, I'm still, like, in the sense that, like, I'll be like, you know, ah, I'm not going to ask for help with this or whatever or that, or, you know, I can get it. And then eventually I'm like, ah, I'm going to need some help. So I'll talk to one of them and see if somebody, whatever, you know, and with, with whatever I've got going on, um, because I sit there and I think, well, okay, well, would I rather just sit here and suffer through it? Well, why? Well, does that, what is that going to do? It's going to, Hey, it's going to cause more destruction behind me because missed a meeting or, I haven't, um, you know, I haven't been as great a, 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 a parent or a spouse as I can be. Like, why am I doing that? Why, why not just go get the help so that, I, you know, it's just. Well, yeah, yeah, you're doing it for the people that you love, right? It's it's almost like you're going you're going to war with with these with these demons or with these you know these things in your life that you need to you need to fix. You're doing it for because you love what's behind you, not necessarily because you love. <laughs> having to do that you know why else why else would you do it if not for the people in your life that you love yeah and it's 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 a lot of like i said it's the destruction behind me that i created by missing meetings and you know not being as good of a you know getting in an argument that i didn't need to get into right and then this the cycle would just continue right because then it's like guilt shame you know i wish i didn't do that say that why am i doing that and then it's just like repetitive and then it just keeps getting more darker and darker yeah go get the help man you know and and no there's no magic bullet and there's no but you got to do the self-work of course but man it's so much better you know like it's so much better when you do uh and and you're also an example for your kids right like like my kids know to go get help if they struggle because they are going to struggle right we all do at some point it, it just but you know i've set the example that it's okay to go get help and you know they're going to follow that example right instead of if i suffer in silence and i just sit there and i do nothing about it and become more and more just uh, you know whatever not as then that's what my kids see right and kids are monkey see monkey do so you know then all of a sudden it's, you're just passing on that 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 generation of yeah getting help yeah. why do that's that a, to your kids yeah, it's a good point. I mean, kids are like that, right? And it does have a lot to do with their development. You mentioned like our parents grew up in a different time and the baby boomer era. And, you know, we're all kind of, you know, and although we like to admit 
like to say that we're not we, we are products of the culture and and a lot of different things that happen in the world and you know so by talking the way you are especially with your background you know in the nhl and it's one thing talking to another adult but to a kid man like an nhl player who's got an olympic medal and a, and a stanley cup like you are you're you're like this huge thing right and like if you can admit these things like that's probably where you make the most difference because then 10 years later when these kids are 19 or 20 maybe they're going through something then like it was talked about when they were seven or eight or nine right like it was and and, and somebody they really looked up to like they, they couldn't think of what it meant more to be a, in their eyes like a, a hero or man like that somebody who's achieved all that in, in a tough sport like that and so that's probably the biggest difference in the return is like you know you'll see the the fruits of that like over time by just it's it's that kind of era or that that group of kids that are growing up in now in a time where it's talked about right well and it's not just me like there's a there's a lot of professional athletes um you know out there like that have struggled kevin love uh nba all-star he had a panic attack on the court in front of twenty thousand people he's nba all-star right like like and now he goes and talks about it and, and you guys everybody else probably knows uh you know, Paul Bizonette from Spitting Chicklets. Like, Paul's a good friend of mine. And uh, when he was 17, one of his best friends took his own life. Like, people don't people don't know that stuff. But it's like, he's, we've all got, you know, we've all got struggles. We've all, um, we've all been through it. it. You know, you're not alone. So I don't understand the mentality of that we, we approach these things alone because there isn't a person out there, you know, there's and if there is there's a hell of a lot more of us that have struggled through something than people that haven't right i mean if you've made it this far unscathed in your life well congratulations because you are one of the rare few right like we've all got i think that's a red flag that this person isn't trustworthy if they got to that point in their life and haven't gotten through anything yeah no i'm good nothing's nothing's ever happened yeah okay bullshit right like (laughs) exactly Talk, talk about your book, Corey, uh, Saving My Life, uh, came out in October 2022. Had you been thinking about writing a book for a long time? Was it something that, like, maybe maybe your spouse or someone in your close circle of friends said, hey, you should write a book? Or was that, like, always part of the plan as you started public speaking and that kind of thing? Yeah, usually, so writing a book, that was the first kind of idea. And then the Players' Tribune article came out. And the Players' Tribune article uh, hit quick. It was 2 million hits in under an hour. It went viral. So... It was the right way to go because getting a, a like an online publication like that, everybody can read it quickly. Um, and it hit really hard. And it's called it's a player's tribute. It's called Dark, Dark, Dark. Whereas a book takes a lot more time, right? To to write. Someone's got to open it and read it. Not everybody, like I don't I can't remember the last time I finished reading a book. Yeah. Would you so, say though, would you say that process for you though was like, I don't know if it's like too deep was that a healing for you to kind of do I, that? Yeah, I, I people have asked me that. I'd say no. I think what's been healing is getting out and tell and what will honestly what's been what's been healing is it's being public about my story. Yeah. Because when you walk around and you feel like you're hiding something. Sick uh, as our secrets. Yes, exactly. You you hit it right on the head there. Um, so just it's healing in the sense that I I don't have any, I don't have any more secrets. Like I'm not hiding. I got, I struggle if I'm late for something. Well, you know, it's maybe it's cause I'm struggling or whatever. Like there's no secrets when I was really sick and I wasn't telling anybody, you know, when I'd be late for a meeting because I struggled getting out of bed or I was suicidal, 
Well, it made me look like a bad teammate, right? And a bad kind of guy because, well, who missed a meeting or, you know, or whatever, you're, you're late for work all the time, right? When really you're, you're struggling. And then what happens is people will put a reason on top of why you're late for this. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't give a shit. Because you don't care. Yeah. This and yeah. That. When it's the furthest from the truth. So when I started opening up and talking about my stuff, you know, I, I, you know, obviously being, being, you know, having pride of being on time for work, but it also is, this is why, right? Now, I, now I'm a good person. I'm not that asshole you think I am. I'm, I'm just struggling. Right. Like yeah. when you have secrets, as you just said, you're only see it's it's toxic. Like secrets are toxic and people make up their own assumptions. Now, does that mean everybody needs to know your own business? No, but not not everybody deserves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, but it's but you know what? When you when you let people know, hey, I'm struggling, they have a lot more compassion and empathy than, than not knowing at all. Right. Or just mm -hmm. thinking you don't care. And communication is so important. So the book was it healing to write i would say it was more I, I i was way beyond that part like the healing had already kind of happened and i was ready yeah. to write a book the book is more for other people it's not for me because it's more of a mental health book than a sports book it got put in a sports category but it's a mental health book with sports stories not a sports book with mental health stories like right right if if you need one to read something out there that can explain mental health uh and what it's like to have it the the book is has been outstanding for that yeah, that's amazing. Oh, and people can find that I'm sure in you know any any bookstore online. Check out your website and that kind of stuff. Anyone wants to find that yeah, book? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's gone really well. And then, like I said, the speaking's gone well, and it's just it's been awesome. It's been awesome. And you know that when you change your attitude too, from you know like when I was a hockey player, it was all about me. Now it's all about helping other people. Like, man, you get, you get it back tenfold. You really do. Like it's, that's what it's all about. And this has been really cool. So thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's uh yeah, it's been a real pleasure to, uh, to connect with you and talk, talk to you about, uh, all these, uh, all these things that, uh, you know, we, we still, we still have to, uh, continue to, to advocate for and, and have these conversations. And, uh, yeah, I just hope that uh, within our audience, you know, I, I hope there's people that are listening that are struggling a little bit and no doubt they are. I mean, like you said, I think one in four, you know, men struggle with mental health uh, at any given time. So hopefully it just, even, even if, uh, just hearing you talk will, will help, right? It's going to help. It's going to help them. So and as men we want to we want to solve our problems on our own but i didn't get to the nhl because i, I decided to just do it all on my own i had coaches right mm -hmm. that helped me helped me along the way taught me how to be an nhl goalie it's the same as a human being right like yeah you don't just know everything because you're on you, i'm here i'm alive i know yeah. other people use other people just like i had a coach to get better mental health too right it's yeah. the same thing you don't have to sit there and suffer and, and do it all on your own. Like you should have the answers. I don't have the answers for, for what's going on in, with in my brain. Right. I needed someone else to teach me how to deal with that stuff so that, you know, I can be better today. Sitting here trying to figure it out on my own is just suffering. And, and you know, uh, it's just, you know, what's just banging my head against the wall. Right. No, use the resources around you. There's people that have studied this stuff. Mm -hmm. right study depression studied anxiety like mm -hmm. they're the ones that know how to help you get out of it right use yeah. it it's ridiculous so, to think that we can do it on our own all the time 
Absolutely. Um, before we close, uh, Corey, I, I don't want to, you know, bombard you with a bunch of hockey questions. I know you get that all the time, and I could certainly sit here and talk hockey with you all day. We were talking about the Canucks earlier, and obviously that's your that's your team living living locally there in Vancouver. But I wonder if you could just share your thoughts uh, before we close out on, you know, you were a goaltender um, in professional hockey, and that's you know that's a unique position, right? It's it's you're obviously you're all on the same team but you've got kind of a specific role but when it comes to like your experience with the stanley cup winning team with the rangers in 94 and and having the memorial cup win in 92 with Kamloops blazers uh you know olympic silver medal just your thoughts on like teamwork and like what 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 were those what made those teams special i mean it's kind of sounds cliche, I know, but like, uh, and there's going to be leaderships, uh, you know, and, and like skill and all that stuff. But like, just you're, you live that and your experience when you look back, what, what were the dressing rooms like? I mean, who, who, you know, I played with Mark Messier. So I was there when Mess won the cup with the Rangers and all that. And I would say, you know, the biggest thing that, um, you know, that I learned from that is, is, is know your role because everybody has a role you know, in a certain situation. And we all want to be champions. We all want to be the owners and the CEOs of these companies. Your best chance of success is to know what your role is within that company and do it to the best of your ability. And then from there, you can move into another role, right? Like, like there's nothing that will tear down an organization or a team quicker than somebody that, you know, um, isn't doing their job well because they think that they should be doing something else or they're bitching about what the owners did here or what they did there or, or what, you know, when everybody falls in line and the projects get done and the, everything gets done and everyone plays their role, um, that's how success happens. And then success breeds success, right? So, you know, if, if you do a good job, well, you're going to move up the company ladder. If you do your role, you know, if you want to be one of those people that are always complaining or, or hate life or whatever, you know, and the job's not always great. Let's be honest. Right. But that's how success breeds success. That's kind of what I learned in those situations with those guys is that when everybody falls into their role, you know, success happens. And when success happens, you're going to be successful. Um, those are probably the, the, the biggest things that, that I learned. And I asked Mark Messier once, I said to him, in Edmonton, they signed a, a bunch of these um, contracts for like $75,000 for like 10 years in the 80s. And I asked him why. And he said back then it was a job. Hockey was just a job. That's what they, you know, that's what you did. So you just got comfortable. And then everything started to change. Uh, money started to come in and all that and, and salary cap and, and, and the, game got bigger and I asked him, you know, what he thought of, of, um, you know, of, of success and teams and all that. And, and he said, um, he said to me, he said, you know, I can complain about what who the owners are doing, who's trading what or whatever he said, but it's not my team when it's my team and it's my job and I own it. Okay. Well then I can start to make decisions. Um, but for him, he said, it's my job to fall in line and do the best job as a, that I can be. So if he was the captain, which he was, you know, he didn't worry about trades or, you know, what the owners were spending money on. His job was to trust in the organization and to make sure that he was the captain, the best captain that he could be. And that's, um, you know, that's basically kind of like 
the best way I could describe the conversation I had with him, which again means staying within your role and success breeds success, right? So that's kind of the uh, best way I can describe uh, what the question asked me. I hope I answered it. I love it, man. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for your time today, uh, uh, Corey. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking with you, man. Really. No, thank you. And thanks for anything you guys need. Anytime I'm around. Appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers. Cheers.